Kent, we're here in Montpelier at the North Branch Nature Center. It, it was just a downpour and now the sun has come out and it's hot and sticky and humid and we're in this swampy pond area surrounded by frogs and insects and it's, it's beautiful. It's still glorious. It is. And we're here to talk about migrants. Migrant birds, right? No. Butterflies, monarchs. Definitely not. Caribou. Absolutely no. <laughs> no, we're actually here to talk about migrant dragonflies. A lot of people don't think about things like dragonflies migrating, but it's the season of migration, and these awesome insects have a bunch of species that migrate, and we're after one, which is called the... Wandering glider. And we're lucky enough today to be accompanied by Brian Pfeiffer. A great dragonfly expert. Exactly. He's a dragonfly expert here in Vermont and has done tons of work on dragonflies. Brian, thanks for joining us and helping us find some of these migrant dragonflies. Hey, Kat. Hey, Sarah. So what are we going to find here for a migrant? Well, I mean, the amazing thing about migration is, is we all know that it's a strategy for animals to avoid harsh conditions. And so your options are you either suck it up and overwinter in some form or another, yes. like you might hibernate or you might just stay here as an egg or a caterpillar or a pupa, or you get the heck out of here. And most of our dragonflies stay, but a handful migrate. They're called wandering gliders, and the Brits call them wandering globetrotters. Pantala flavescens. They're basically, the flavescens refers to the yellowish golden color in their body. And what we're seeing this morning is what I believe to be the most amazing and successful animal on planet Earth. This is actually uh, your, this is your is favorite dragonfly, right? Yes, indeed. <laughs> but the reason I think this dragonfly is so successful is that number one, it's found on every continent, except Antarctica. It can use small ponds like this one, or even roadside ditches for laying its eggs. And the most amazing thing is that we see them crossing oceans. And it's kind of like the albatross of dragonflies. How big is this dragonfly? You know, the thing's about as long as your pinky. They're really bulky in their thorax and kind of big headed. And then they kind of streamline taper. To me, they just look wedge shaped. They look they're sort not of, real long like the darn. They're are. not really long. And the, I guess it would really be the ratio of their thorax to their abdomen. Their thorax is big. They travel big distances. They have big, broad hind wings for gliding. Most dragonflies, they have the maneuverability of no other insect and maybe of no other flying thing except maybe hummingbirds. You know, they can fly forwards, hover, not really backwards, but they're good. Yeah. You know, anyone who's tried to catch a dragonfly knows that they're good. And I think it has to do with the fact that they've been around on the planet for so long. How long? 300 million years. Whoa! Basically, they kind of developed this structure and flight strategy. They got it right 300 million years ago, and they frankly have not changed much since. So they flew the same way back then, four wings, could do all the hovering stuff, everything. And they kill things in flight, <laughs> you know, yeah. like they're predators on the wing. Normally what they do when they fly and catch usually small flies or small moths, they reach forward with their legs that have all sorts of spines. It's like Velcro to them. Yeah. This thing is going to fly all the way across an ocean and survive and land on another continent. We've got really good data with these things crossing, for example, from India to Africa. What these dragonflies basically do is they move around on weather patterns. And we saw a big influx of them in late summer here in Vermont as we had all that hot, sticky, tropical air come in. We're out here. We're going to try and catch them. We're not going to be able to. It's very likely that we won't be able to get one of these. 
our big nets that we're carrying and our big brains and our bipedalism and our opposable thumbs, you know, they got nothing on 300 million years of evolution by means of natural selection. Like these dragonflies are really good. Well, and one of my favorite parts about dragonflies in general, their eyes, right? So yeah. they can see that you're coming at them from almost every direction. They've got these beautiful compound eyes that meet on top and they can always see you coming unless you come at them from behind, right? Right. So let's back up for a second. So in Vermont, We've got something like, what, 104 species of dragonflies. We have 101 species of dragonflies, so that's okay. good, and about 45 species of damselflies. And out of all that, we've got this wandering glider that migrates. We've got common green darner, which Sarah and I have done a You've lot done of work cool on. You've done cool work on them, that yes. That migrates. What else do we have in, that might migrate in this group? Out of 145 or so dragonfly and damselfly species, only four or five of them are migratory. We yeah. see these wandering gliders now. I see them migrating south in really good numbers in the fall. We see them in big waves, along with the hawks that are going south. When the cold fronts come, they ride those winds, right? Yeah, but we don't really know where they go. And what I love about the work that you two are doing is that you've used some ingenious chemistry to figure out where these dragonflies come from and where they go. It's really hard to trace dragonflies where they're flying to. We can't put stickers on them like we do with monarchs. We can't ban them like we do with birds. So we had something else we did, Sarah. What we did instead was we used chemical markers, and in particular, hydrogen or deuterium, an isotope of hydrogen, ratios in their wings. And what's great is they grow up in these ponds as little nymphs, and they eat little fish and detritus and all kinds of stuff, and they build up the the level of chemistry that's in that pond, they build it up in wings they're growing. And it sticks with them for their entire life. So when you catch an adult, or when we, like we did, we went and we snipped off pieces of their wings in museum collections, and when you look at the chemical markers in those wings, you can get some idea of where this common green darner grew up. Yeah, where, where its natal pond was. Exactly. So we go to Florida, we find a common green darner dragonfly there, we look at its wing and we say, hey, you've got chemistry from Vermont. And we know that it was born, it was hatched out in a pond somewhere in, say, Vermont or New England. And yet it was found somewhere in Florida, in Florida. so that means it got south somehow. Well, they're living up to their name, Brian. They're definitely wandering. I'm not seeing one now. Well, we had a few here at the pond, but here's the thing about this wandering glider. They wander, right? <laughs> so we're going to wander over to the parking lot. They have this thing about cars. Really? They sometimes mistake them for water where they like to lay their eggs. So we'll go check out the hoods of your truck. Cat, All right, you let's know. check them out. Here's a, here we go, Pentalfly Vessens right here. This comes out of nowhere. See it low? Yeah, it. Six yeah, feet or oh, Come so. on, buddy. Oh, no, there's no way I'm going to get, get it. it come on, Sarah. Oh, I'm going to drive him towards you. Pat, it's yours. Get it, get it. Oh, he's, he went right over my head. He's too high. Oh. oh, you almost had him. He's way too high. He's out of here. Oh, there he, he goes. Oh, my gosh. You, when you swung your net. I you thought I had him. It will just do a zigzag around your net. Well, in the next cold front, these dragonflies are gone, right? They're going to fly out of here and be gone somewhere else. And it was great just to appreciate him with you, Brian. Thanks a lot. Always a pleasure with you, too. Thanks, Brian. I'm Kent McFarlane. And I'm Sarah Zahendra. Thanks for listening to Outdoor Radio.